0: almost used it as a panic word something's going on they go oh in the name of jesus almost like hoping something's going to happen and you know my grandmother was real famous for that when when i was growing up she would she would uh anything that happened anything bad that happened the first words out of her mouth was oh jesus but it was almost like panic oh jesus i mean she knew god and she would pray through but but a lot of times the name of Jesus has almost been stapled as like an afterthought because we live in a world where other names try and promote themselves to be bigger and badder than that. I've actually had people come and ask me for for you know imp, you know uh, uh, advice, and they say you know that's good, pastor, and and I believe in prayer and everything, but I need some real help right now, and it's, it just shows me that they don't understand the power that we have access to in the name of Jesus. When I see people trying to combat what's going on in the world with other secular methods. What are you talking about? Well, when some injustice is happening and we rise up and we treat that injustice with other injustice, thinking that that's going to correct, well, they deserve what they get. No, 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 no. We all deserve way worse than what we got right now okay it isn't about deserving it it's about if we're going to make a difference we can't just go and fight the work against the things in the world with the things in the world you can't fight hate with hate injustice with injustice meanness for meanness listen if we're going to make a change in the world today there's only one thing that can make the change and that's the power come on that's in the name of jesus Amen. and that's what we started talking about i'll just review real quick Uh, We've talked about Jesus' name contains all the power that Jesus the man had while he was here on the earth. Now, Jesus the man had all the power that God had, every bit of it. The Bible says that he had it without measure. If Jesus the man had it without measure, all the power of God. Now, that would have been awesome to be able to walk around and be there where he was, when he was here if you'd have walked up to him every problem you had you would have expected it to disappear if he'd just look at you and say be be cleansed you would just expect to be clean if you you know whatever because he had all the power of god well now that he's not here anymore he left us his name that had every bit of the same power that he had First week we said to you, the name of Jesus takes the place of Jesus here on the earth. And so it has all the power that he he had, every bit of it. Now, if you have a problem with that, or that's something that you don't, you know, that you don't have a a clear understanding on, just hang on in this series with us and you're going to get it. All right? Now, not only does that name have all of the power that Jesus had, but then he turned around and gave us permission to use it. All right? He's given us his name to use. Meaning this. If you speak to a problem in his name, it's just like him standing there. Come on now. Speaking to that problem. Now listen, you got to get your faith on this because just because you say, in the name of Jesus, stop. If you don't believe it, you might as well have just said, <laughs> you know, Hong Kong fooey, come and save me. <laughs> If you don't believe that the name of Jesus is accessing all the power of Jesus, you're wasting your time. You've got to get your faith on this, that you have permission to use his name that has all the power in it. All of it. And you've got to believe that. He gave us permission to use his name. Now, last, the last time we spoke, or I spoke, I started talking about where. Where can we use that? Well, the first thing we said was, in prayer. When you pray in the name of Jesus, that prayer is given Jesus' special attention. Now, some people say, well, how can, how, I mean, everybody that's praying in the name of Jesus, yeah, y'all, y'all know God's limitless in his power, right? And it's no big deal for him to hear seven billion people praying. That's no big deal to him. That's like you blinking your eyes. That's easy. All right? So when you pray, and let's say seven, let's just say seven billion people. Not all seven billion of us are doing it, but let's just say if all of us wanted to pray in the name of Jesus. Guess what that means? That means all seven billion of us, our prayers have now got the special attention of Jesus. Now you say, what's the difference in attention and special attention? Well, God's aware of all of us. Come on, He made all of us. He created all of us. Come on, you're not sitting here because of some, you know, accident. You're not sitting here because your mom and dad decided to have you. You're not. No, you're here because God created you and placed you here for a purpose. He's aware of everybody. But not everybody's praying with the power of his name. And so when people pray, that means that that prayer, all of them get his special attention. Meaning this, he now assumes the responsibility for that prayer. Jesus hears your prayer and now goes, okay, I got it. I'm now responsible for it. Which means what? You're not. That's bothering people right now. You're not responsible. Once you say in the name of Jesus, amen, that prayer needs to have left you And gone into his hands. He's now responsible for it. Meaning you're not. Meaning you need to stop worrying about it. You need to stop being concerned with it. You need to stop forcing it to happen. Oh God. He has it. And he takes it before the Father. And how many of you know Jesus always gets his prayers answered? And if he's going to take it before the Father, he's telling the Father God what you need, what you have, what's pressing against you, what you're facing. He's telling them this is what they need the answer to. And the Bible says that, he said, I thank you that you always hear me when I pray. So he accepts the responsibility, okay? And he takes your place before God with your prayer. Meaning he's now asking for you. Now what's your part in that? You now take his place here because he's not here anymore. You're now taking his place here on the earth to walk out what needs to be done in order for that prayer to answer. Because when he prays, God answers. Meaning this, the answer's already here somewhere. Your answer's already here somewhere. Somewhere here on this earth, it's already here. If it's, you say, well, I know, but I need healing in my body. Hey, listen, it's already here. He already sent it. It's already here. So how do I, how do I, what do I got to do? You don't make it happen. You walk in obedience to his leading and he walks you right into where it's at. But you have to do the walking. You have to do the walking. And so that's what we talked about last time we were together, uh, when I was here anyway. (laughs) Um, And so this week I want to talk about where else can we use the name of Jesus. It's great to know that we can use it in prayer, but where else can we use it? Now this might be something new to some people, what we're going to talk about today, but it's thoroughly scriptural, and it's in the Bible, and you need to know about it. And And that's this. We can use the name of Jesus when it comes to spiritual combat. Spiritual combat. Now, I want to say this. There are some people that have made this weird. That spiritual combat's weird. People get in airplanes and fly around and shout it in the heavenlies and all kinds of crazy stuff. And, and they you know want to scream and yell. Listen, Jesus didn't do that. Jesus never screamed and yelled at any spiritual, anything like He just spoke sternly to it and expected to listen. He didn't float around in the sky doing crazy stuff. And I have to say that because, now, if you've never heard about that stuff before, don't worry about it. But if you're one of those ones that have heard about people doing that, listen to me. That's, that's not scriptural. But spiritual combat is real. <laughs> it's real. Turn to Mark chapter 16, verse number 17. We're using the name of Jesus in spiritual combat. Verse number 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they'll cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no no means hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick. And they will recover. Now, this is the New King James Version, and it says these signs shall follow those that believe. But the New American Standard Version, I actually like the way it reads better. It says these signs shall accompany those that believe. All right? Now, the first thing I want to say is these signs will follow those who, now look at that next word, that big word right there, accompany or follow, whichever. But the big word at the end of that is believe. And this is the first part. You have to believe. Sometimes we look at things like this when it comes to spiritual combat, and we don't see ourselves as someone who's encountering a lot of darkness. Because in America, we don't see a lot of demons, and, and well, <laughs> in the way that we all think. We're not seeing a lot of, you know, heads spinning around and vomiting pea soup out and uh (laughs) every other crazy thing you know i remember i listen and i've seen the real i remember i was in the philippines in like 96 or 7 down south way down south in Davao city way down there where all the muslims are (laughs) and uh i was doing a youth conference there was about six or eight hundred kids teenagers there i was doing it for christ for the nations and i was uh speaking over there and I mean, we were just having tremendous, I mean, we had, I laid hands on about 400 teenagers get filled with the Holy Spirit the first time. Uh, We prayed for people that get healed and saw miracles. I mean, amazing things. Just stuff that you just kind of go, wow, that sounds like, you know, somebody on TV or something. I mean, just people getting out of wheelchairs and, you know, people that had crushed, uh, crushed both kneecaps playing basketball and it was like powder and they couldn't get him out to we were out in the boonies, <laughs> I mean way out in the boonies, and they couldn't get this guy out to the hospital, so they, they just brought him to church that night, and we laid hands on him, and it felt like gravel underneath of his skin where his kneecap should be, and he jumped up and just took off running, and it was solid form just back like that, and uh, I mean there was a girl with lock jaw. her mouth was stuck open, and immediately just she started just, people going to pray, listen this one really freaked me out, go to pray for somebody to get filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time, and their their tongues was English. Now that'll mess with you. That'll mess with you. When they start speaking English, and you have to stop them and go, no, 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 go ahead and pray. And I'm not even putting the connection together that my interpreter is telling them to stop speaking English. (laughs) Never even occurred to me. And then finally my interpreter, after like the third time of me stopping them, said, no, 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 They're, they're speaking in tongues. They don't know what they're saying. But it was perfect English. That'll mess with you. So I've seen the real. I've experienced the real in these 20-some years, I'm 25 years I've been doing this. But the thing is, is if you don't believe you're going to ever come across something that's real like that, then this scripture just seems nonsense and crazy to you. And there's a lot of churches out there that don't even talk about it, and they got a congregation full of people who just don't want to, they just think that's just crazy talk. They never mention spiritual combat. They never mention, you know, the, 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 the things of the Spirit because, you know, that just that bothers people. And, and you know what? Sure, it bothers people. If it was up to any of us, we would all elect to not have to deal with that, wouldn't we? <laughs> we look at things like that because we don't see ourselves as somebody who would encounter a lot of darkness. And then the next step is, we don't look at ourselves as somebody who God would use to battle darkness. That's for the pastor. Or that's for my favorite televangelist. Come on now. That's for somebody else. I don't see myself having to mess with that kind of stuff. Let me just tell you something right now. You are facing darkness every day. Whether you see hairy, you know, demons come on now, or you wake up depressed, come on, you're facing it every day. You know why? Because it's real and it's loose in this world. Don't, now, don't shout me down here. You're facing darkness and the powers of darkness every day. And it's not always spooky, Darkness is not always Scooby-Doo. It's not always spirits evaporating through a wall. Come on. People, I'm like I, I didn't even get to this story when I was in the Philippines. I watched a girl float off the floor this far. It's not always like that. In fact, the majority of the time, it's not like that. Darkness comes in many forms. Depression. Come on. Oppression. Listen, there are parts of this city right now you can drive into and you can tell there's a spirit there. You know why? It it feels oppressed. It feels dark. It feels different just by crossing from one street to the next. You can tell. And I'm not just talking about the poor areas. I'm talking, there's rich places you can go right now. You can pull in there and you can tell there is something evil there because it feels Dark. And it doesn't always have to be, you know, like you see a cloud over the place. It doesn't, doesn't have to be like that. You can drive, you can drive around and, and just be in fear. Come on. That's darkness. Anxiety. This is a good one right here, right here. Bad luck. You just feel like nothing goes right for you. Like the old He-Haw song, if it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. I'm showing my age now. <laughs> Sometimes things don't go your way. Sometimes you get bad news. This is darkness, friends. Some people look at immovable challenges. Things they've been believing God for years and it doesn't move... It doesn't even, doesn't even blink, just kind of stares back at them. Now, I don't mean physically. I mean like there's a face there. But I'm just saying, they go and talk to their problems, and it just doesn't do anything. No change. What is it? movable challenge. That's darkness. Addictions. Bad tempers. Old challenges. Things you thought you had licked. Things you thought you had a handle on, those things come back. Those things are all darkness and all dark forces. And if you believe in Jesus as Lord, there is darkness that's going to come against you. And a lot of people have this misconception that I'm saved, so anything that comes against me is my own doing. It's my own choices. There are a lot of choices that we make that open the door for those things. But let me tell you something. At the root of it, it's darkness. There are a lot of things that the Lord's tried to lead you away from, and you open the door and just let that right in. There's a, there are cho- choices that we make. But listen to me. It's still darkness. And it is things that's trying to take you out. Darkness comes against you every day. But these signs shall accompany now, the reason I like a company better is because if it follows you, that means it's behind you, walking along with you. But if it accompanies you, that means it's walking right next to you. Come on, somebody, right beside you, every step you take. All right? So if you believe, and that's the first part, if you believe that there is darkness and that you have been given authority to combat it, then you can. But if you don't believe it, guess what? You're just going to walk around and whatever happens is going to happen. And then you're going to just cry and be depressed and be all upset that this is coming against you. And it's just, well, this is just something i got to learn to live with. No, it isn't. You're allowed to come against it. Amen, Pastor Brent. When Jesus is talking about this, he is actually talking about his part and our part when it comes to fulfilling the Great Commission. Okay. If you're going to fulfill the Great Commission, you can't do it without combating, come on, spiritual forces. Right. You cannot do it. If you want to, Let's take another look at the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28, verse number 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me... In heaven and in earth. Now, a lot of times people want to focus on earth. Whatever happens here, happens here. It's like Las Vegas. (laughs) Whatever happens on earth is only on earth. It just happens here. (laughs) But Jesus said, in heaven and in earth. What's he talking about? All authority in the spirit and in the natural. All of it belongs to him. Now, he doesn't stop right there. He says, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And, lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, we're going to talk about two more things, and we're going to let you go. But I hope you wore your shouting clothes this morning. Now, I know some of you are like, what does that mean? You need to amen me. Get glad about what we're going to talk about. Is it all right if you touch your Pentecostal roots for a minute? Act like you really did grow up Pentecost? Many people read this and they think it's up to Jesus to do everything because he's been given all authority in heaven and earth. And he has. And they think that it's up to him. That he can do whatever he wants to do. It's up to him because he has all the authority. But Jesus didn't stop there by saying all authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. Now I can go do whatever I want whenever I want. No, he immediately turns around and looks at us. And he says, you go, therefore. He says to, he sends us and tells us to go. How? How do we go? We go in the authority that was given to him. Come on, somebody. I'm not going on my own. I'm not going out there because it sounds like a good idea. Come on. I'm going because he said, all authority is mine now. I'm giving it to you. You go and use it. You go and use it. It is up to us to do something about situations that we are facing because Jesus has authorized us to handle it. I don't know about that. I'd rather just go pray and ask God. Well, you can go and pray and ask God. But then this is part of you walking out His place here on the earth. If you've been given authority to walk it out, then guess what? You need to go walk it out. It's up to us to do something about situations that we are in because Jesus has authorized us to do it. We should use the same authority and tell the darkness, come on, it can't function here. Come on, it can't function here. Bad temper. I know I come from a generation of hotheads, but you can't function in me. Come on now. Alcoholism, it goes back in my generation seven deep, but you can't function in my life. Come on, somebody. (laughs) You can't function here. Now, if Jesus said that, you'd immediately go, I'm free from it. I don't even have the desire anymore. It's just gone. Well, it's the same thing when you speak to it. It's the same thing as him speaking to it when you speak in his name. Come on, somebody. Fear, I know I'm a nervous wreck and I'm just wired that way, but you can't function in me that way. I am not going to be afraid. I am not going to be shaken. I am not going to sit in a fetal position on the floor crying and worried about what's going on. You can't stay here. (laughs) we got to take authority over that darkness and tell us it can't function here. It cannot rule here. It cannot win here. Why? Because Jesus already, come on somebody, defeated it back 2,000 years ago. It's defeated. It can't be here. And then he gave me the authority over it. Now, here's the part that I think you're going to really shout about. He then goes and says this. Not only am I giving you authority over this to go out and do something about it, but... I am with you through the whole thing. Now, some people go, well, I know God is with me. Now, listen, it's more than just a sentimental, oh, that's so nice. (laughs) He is with us through it all. Now, how? How is Jesus with us? Go back to Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. Now, we use this scripture a lot. Churches use this. It's almost like if you're going to stand behind a pulpit, this is one of the ones you have to know. You must, if you're going to stand in this pulpit or any pulpit, you must know this scripture. Here it is. Um, Verse number 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. I've said that. I've heard Luke say that. I've heard everybody that speaks on Wednesday night say that because we have four people here on Wednesday night Eight people here on Wednesday night. I'm trying to say you should come to church on Wednesday nights every once in a while. Amen, pastor. Come on, let's run. All right. Now, we've said that. And we've all said it because, you know, you only need two or three to have Jesus there in the midst of them. And we've all said it. Every pastor in America knows this verse. But now here's the thing. He's not just talking about people getting together for church let's back up and look here in verse 19 verse 19 again i say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask it will be done for them by my father in heaven now catch this jesus isn't talking about just praying with somebody else and then he isn't just talking about Two or three people getting together for service. He's actually telling us how it works when we pray. He's actually telling us how it works when we use our authority. And this is the part I'm thinking you're going to shout on. Catch this. He's talking more about people who are agreeing for an answer, and he's explaining why agreeing for an answer is going to work. Let's read those in order now. Verse 19. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it'll be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. When we come together in agreement, there Jesus is, come on, right in the midst of us. Now, see people, oh, I'd be so awesome to walk around in those days when he was here. All you gotta do is get somebody else, come on, to agree with you in prayer. And guess what? You're there. Amen. I want to be the person to reach out and touch the hem of his garment. Come on, reach out and touch the hand of another believer. Come on, who will agree with you? And guess what? The hem of his garment is, oh, come on, somebody, right there next to you. Amen. <laughs> Now that's why in verse number 20 of of Matthew 28, he says, Lo, I am with you always. If I'm going to use his name, then guess what? He's here. It's just like him being here. And if I agree with somebody in prayer, get somebody to agree with me, it is just as though he is standing here next to me in the physical flesh that I could reach out and touch the hem of his garment. It is almost as though I'm Thomas and I could put, come on somebody, put my my finger in the wounds of his hands, come on, and thrust my hand into the wound of his side because he's there in the midst of him. And wherever Jesus is, come on, things have to happen. Come on, my situation has to change. It can't stand in the presence of the Most High. Come on, King of kings, Lord of lords. It can't stand against him. Because they remember what happened 2,000 years ago. They remember. Y'all ever seen that meme on the internet where there's two dogs on the side of the, one's on the outside, another one's on the inside, and man, they're just barking like crazy at each other. They're going just bananas. And as soon as somebody opens the door next to the window where they're barking at each other, they both just c- calm down and stop barking and tail goes between their legs. Come on. And they turn into this, you know, nice docile. Because it's a way different story when you have to confront something face to face and something may be coming against you, and it may be barking its head off and showing its teeth and acting like this is it, and it's going to take you down, and it's going to take you under. But as soon as you, come on, somebody, as soon as you get somebody to agree with you in the name of Jesus, it's just like they opened up the door, and there stands Jesus. Come on in. <laughs> and the big, snarling, bad, rawr, turns into a quiet little, uh, I don't want anything. And they just walk away. Why? Because they can't stand in the presence of the Most High God. The one who defeated them. And if the church will come into agreement, then there's Jesus. Come on, right in the middle of us. Let me talk about the church for a minute. Listen, when we come to church, you may have a million things going on in your life. You may have problems that you're facing. You may have challenges that you're facing. You may be tired from work. Come on, you may be racked with pain. But if you'll come to church and agree with people that are here. Come on, the services will be different. The the presence of God will manifest different. There will be so much things that happen in our presence. But you can't just come and go, well, at least I'm here fulfilling my duty today. No, I got to come and connect with somebody in agreement for the presence of God to manifest. And if we will, guess what? He's walking the aisles. I used to tell the kids when I was a youth pastor, I'd say, I want you to close your eyes right now and imagine Jesus is walking down the aisle and stops at your row and comes down and stands in front of you and if he's standing in front of you what are you going to say to him and that's where your faith needs to be when you come to church don't come in here just barely dragging by listen drag yourself on in here but then get an agreement that the presence come on and the power of god is manifesting in our midst so that your situation has to change (laughs) that's why we can win in spiritual combat Because when I use his name, come on, he's there in the midst. He's there in the midst. There are plenty of things that I face all the time. So do you. You can't explain it. I don't know why it's not working. I don't know why that's happening. I don't know why this. I don't know why that. That's the darkness. But the darkness can't prevail. (laughs) The darkness can't prevail over that name and him being with me amen Amen. now next week we're going to talk about the resources that that name brings and if you think this has been good so far you just wait (laughs) i was already starting to study up for that one and i had to make myself sit back down and finish because it's so exciting when you start realizing the resources that's inside that name. (laughs) Heads bowed, eyes closed. Father, thank you for our time together today. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah for your name. Lord Jesus, for your name. We thank you that it's for us and it operates in us. And as we use,